0: It is hour two, the game, the game after work. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Travion Berkland. Gaming awards are 24 hours from now. Head over to Twitter at MitchTheFort, at the game, KMAN, at 1350KMan is where you can go vote on those awards. Got 10 awards to give away, including Best New Artist, Field Goal of the Year. Best Marquise Noel to Keontae Johnson, Alleyoop. I'm actually, I'm looking at all the voting right now. Not a whole lot of surprises yet. Gamey Award for Best Upset Heel Turn of the Year. Plus, of course, Best Supporting Actor, Best Actress in a Leading Role, and Best Actor in a Leading Role, which, of course, in other words, Athletes of the Year for Kansas State. So, again, go to Twitter and go vote on those, and we'll announce those awards starting 24 hours from now. Trey, have you thought about uh, your voting yet on who you're going to vote for for these awards?
1: I haven't even looked at it. I can't even remember what you guys were had nominated, so i have to look.
0: I feel like you just buried me.
1: Mm-hmm. Right here yep. on my own show. I, I know. I know. Well, it looks like we're taking away his 20%. Well, my life just goes by, like... A million miles per hour. So I'll look at your own doing, man. I mean, yeah.
2: (laughs) You know, we. I
0: thought summer would be a time for you to get your rest, and you can focus on just a couple of things. No. What are you averaging hours, you know, per night of sleep during the summer?
1: Probably like four.
0: That's that's insane. Nuts. Like tonight. What's your schedule for tonight?
1: Well, I don't have overnight tonight, so I'll get way more sleep. Why you work so hard? Do you still have three jobs? I have two currently because now I'm full time at shortstop, so not doing the compound. Shout out wash. to him. Yeah. So just here and over there. And then I have some summer classes I'm doing right now, too. How many hours?
0: Like o- for the overall? summer?
1: Overall? Yeah. Like how many hours a day? It depends on the day. So like Monday through today. I don't know. It just depends on like Monday I'll have like three hours here and then like 10 hours at shortstop. So then like 13 and then Tuesdays is my longest day because then I do the trivia thing and that's like i get no sleep. Has
0: anybody all. ever told you you have too much on your plate? Yes. Every day.
1: Everyone's concerned about my well-being.
0: By the way, uh, you heard about Madonna
1: yeah, so that I don't know if that show's going to get postponed or is it just the first yeah. date? Um, I think they I haven't think, announced anything yeah, about. Well,
0: sh- I, actually, I think they did. I think they are postponing the tour. Well,
1: yeah, I saw that, but they haven't like made any rescheduled dates or anything, right? Yet, correct. So,
0: but you know, it just all depends on how quick she recovers. She went to the right. hospital yesterday. What she, what happened? Do you remember what happened exactly? It's I a just a know she went to the hospital. Bacterial infection. Yeah. Damage, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and Trey was planning to go to her show in Tulsa next month,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I'll be honest with you, I was actually looking at that as well. I was like, you know what, like Lindsay and I, like her birthday's coming up in uh, like a couple of weeks and my birthday's in the middle of August. Like, you know, that'd be kind of like, you know, something to do like in the middle of the birthdays. Get away, right. go to Tulsa, go do something fun, go see Madonna. I'd go see Madonna for sure. Plus,
1: I saw that tickets also weren't. Too expensive? They weren't that bad, no. Yeah, they weren't that bad. Well, I
0: was looking on secondary sites. Like, you could get upper deck, and the upper deck at the box center, whatever you call it, is not that high up. And, you know, take us for, like, 30 40 bucks. 40 mm-hmm. It wasn't bad at all. Way cheaper than Janet Jackson. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be a little bit more expensive for Madonna, because Madonna's, like, a bigger deal than Janet Jackson, right? Right. Yeah. Sorry, I know that you don't want to hear that,
1: but... Well, I mean... It's the Queen of Pop versus, you know, they're different calibers. Somebody that came from a pretty famous family,
0: right? There you go. Well, here to coming up here in hour number two, you know, we'll get to this in a little bit, and that's the NCAA. They've announced changes to sports gambling rules and punishments. You know that you know it's now legal in more than thirty states. And it was just a couple of months ago that, uh, you know, some you know, you know breaking news was coming out about athletes mm-hmm. gambling mm-hmm. on sports. Yep. At the college level. Well, it used to be that uh, you would get kicked out for good. No more eligibility for you if you gambled on sports. Now wow. that,
2: you know, they're lessening that now. And you've got in a way. You three that were announced today in the NFL that face one-year suspensions. Yeah. Uh,
0: none so far for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, or the Dallas Cowboys. So... Uh, deuce if you're listening it's not worth it please don't we need you out there (laughs) uh speaking of we need you out there uh cat's working hard on the recruiting trail of course we brought it up in the first hour that is uh uh you know today's kind of an important day for k-state recruiting uh football wise caden massey is making his decision later on today i was actually asked during the hour break if if that's going to be streamed so Last couple of years, I've seen Go Powercat do a really good job of the streaming, like live streaming of mm-hmm. the announcement. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything confirmed by them if they're going to do that or not. But I mean, it's over in Linden. it's not that far away. Uh, I would assume they'd be there. I'm sure Dy will be there, um, but I can't confirm nor deny. So, but they have done it in the past. Has has uh, Go Powercat, so they might be doing it. They may not. Uh, may not. But they would be putting it up on YouTube if they do. So, uh, just keep an eye out for that. If not. You know Twitter. You know around seven thirty. I'm sure you'll get plenty of information there. Everybody will be tweeting out the decision. Seven thirty tonight is when he's making the decision. He is the third best player, uh, according to most of the recruiting sites. Twenty four seven has Massey, who's an offensive lineman, three star kid from Linden, Kansas, as the the number one player in the state of Kansas. Better than Michael Boganowski, which is very interesting. He is very talented. Will not take anything away from him. He has gained more popularity in his recruiting as it has continued. But K-State was there early. There, uh, there over, uh, about a year ago mm-hmm. was Connor Riley when he came to K-State, came to Manhattan for a camp, and he makes his decision today. Now he's down to four teams. And as we talked to D.Y. yesterday, K-State seems like a heavy favorite. But he's doing the big high school announcement. You never know. Will he pull a fast one? We hope not. But the three-star offensive lineman has it down to K-State, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Ole Miss. You know, if, K- if he picks K-State, he'll become the fourth lineman already in the class of 2024. And he'd be the seventh commitment. And four of them will be linemen. Kyle Rakers, Ryan Howard, who's Will Howard's younger brother. Gus Hawkins, who is the top five player in the state of Kansas, is a part of the class already as well. And a commitment also would mean three of the top five players in the state of Kansas – at Piquet State, Gus Hawkins, and then running back, John
2: Price is there as well. Um, rather than special teams, you, are we going to become offensive linemen, you? Seems like for this year. Yeah. Yeah. At least.
0: Because, you know, uh, got to replace the starting five after this year. Everybody comes back to run it back, and, uh, well, you know, they kind of all happen to be old and Ready for the next level, if, you know. Especially you know, Cooper Beebe, right? He's ready for the next level. He's projected to be early second at least right now. Maybe first round. He could play his way into a first round pick uh, in next year's draft. You know. Meanwhile, we're still kind of waiting for an update. I haven't heard anything. Um, you know. I hope they're able to make it. Uh, I, I know you know travel. You know situations across the country have have maybe played an impact on this. I don't know. Played a role. You don't know. But Mohammed wagi Joe Tucson from West Virginia scheduled to get here today Manhattan Regional Airport shut down so recruits have been coming in from Kansas City flying in to Kansas City and then shuttled over from uh, from MCI to MHK which by the way have you been to the new
2: no I have not new had terminal a chance yet to be. no the new I airport have not had a chance to be I mean I've seen pictures it looks great
0: everybody kind of crapped on the old airport you know it, of course old school I mean they had hardly nothing. But man, I love short, you know, lines for TSA. And also, you know, you walk out off the plane, you walk through the jetway, walk out the door, and you don't have to take ten more paces, and then you're out into the, you know, you're just about outside.
2: Yeah, but the fact that you essentially were locked behind walls after you got in and went through TSA. Well, yeah, that's how it works. And and there there was nothing there for amenities. Yeah, when you did that. But I mean, you can
0: bring in snack. Like, the thing is, I would get that if, you know, you had a layover in Kansas City, being from two hours away, sure. flat out in Kansas City. You don't have layovers. in can- unless, And I don't have, actually think I've ever had to deal with a delay in Kansas City. And I've flown out of there many times. I don't think I've ever had to had to deal with that, luckily. Um I don't even know, but I haven't been to the new terminal yet. I don't know what they have and what they don't have. But anyway, so the story is you've seen with the 4th of July week, weekend, and of course, 4th of July coming up on Tuesday, there's been some flight delays. Just it's fingers crossed that they don't have to deal with anything like that, and they're able to get here because this is very heavy recruiting that's taking
2: place right now. The thing is with delays, they would even have delays if they were dealing with MHK because of what's taking place nationwide right now. It's yeah, possibly, gotten, yeah. It's just gotten messy. It's just messy. Yeah, cancellations all over the place. I've seen multiple
0: stories on TV, about, you know, going live from whatever airport, and yep, there's a long line, people trying to uh, reschedule or trying to find new flights and trying to get out of here for the 4th of July weekend. And it's been taking place the last, boy, that think since the last weekend, people have been trying to get out, and it's been multiple cancellations, but- you know, Coach Tang and company feel like these are the two guys that can fill the last two uh, scholarship spots. And even during the hour break, I was going back and watching some old highlight reels. And, and the thing is, you know, you don't see, you know, some of the you know things that didn't go well in highlight reels typically. Sure. But also watching them both play last year, you kind of have an idea. I mean... Mohammed Wagee, he only scored in double figures once in Big Twelve play. That was against K-State in Manhattan in their first Big Twelve game. And, you know, he was a maybe a ten minutes a game guy, but man, does he have potential? He's so athletic as a five. And he's 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 not a mid-range guy at all. He scores around the rim. He's a center, but he plays well on both ends of the floor. He's not perfect in any mean in any way. Has a lot of work to do to get better, but he could certainly fill, in my opinion, a depth spot with Joe Toussaint he he might I don't know about starting but he would definitely be maybe the first guy off the bench for K-State he was in that role for West Virginia mm-hmm. and you know, we'll see how it works out if he picks K-State and starts practicing and you know we'll figure out depth chart later on but Joe Toussaint was so good off the bench for West Virginia has a strong score, nearly 10 points a game, three rebounds, great passer, three assists to There, There's some very clear reasons why Coach Tang wants these guys. They're already experienced at the Power Six level. Joe Toussaint has played over 100 games in his career. Now, what well, is not that experienced,
2: but you can see some raw talent in him with mm-hmm. this athleticism. Toussaint would give added depth at point guard which I think is would be a biggest help so that you're not having to go the route of needing a Marquise Noel to eat up as many minutes as Marquise did during the course of the year. You could balance that out a little more, able to use him potentially in situations where you can flip someone off as a two guard and For sure. be able to uh, take advantage of that situation too. Wagi, I'm intrigued. It's not like this. Uh, like the staff is uh, shy on taking on projects where players are raw. Well, I was like, I was watching his highlight film just a few minutes ago, and
0: today or yesterday, and I was like, you know, was just ever, watching him what he does and likes to do. Like just thinking of what Coach Tang has said before, what he likes in players, what they look for. I was like, yep, they probably like that. They probably like that. Yeah, I'm sure they like that. Because transition also, you know, I brought it up with D.Y. and how KC likes to run and get in transition. You're talking about two guys right there that do very well in transition. Mm-hmm. Toussaint and Wagee. So hopefully, no issues with travel. If they get here and the recruitment starts, and they're already heavy, heavily recruiting. I mean, Wagee has told a, a you know, media in West Virginia, in Morgantown, that you know, K-State is heavily recruiting him. Them and De- K-State and DePaul, and he's already visited DePaul. Now he's coming to Manhattan. Hopefully K-State gets the recruiting win. For Toussaint, uh, you know, it's more power six heavy recruiting. And he's already visited Texas Tech. Uh, let's see, I, I lost my spot here. He, he was, uh, so he visited Texas Tech. Gonzaga is interested he's going to do a Zoom meeting with them. Alabama. He's going to do a day trip to Alabama, and Alabama wants Wagues as well. And you're talking about a, f- a team that was for a while the number one team in the country, right? weren't they? The was it them or Purdue? It was no. Alabama, right? They were the Alabama number one overall was number,
2: team. Was number one for a bit. Purdue spent time at number. It, come on, I can't Everybody remember who was number cycled one through number one at some point this year. It felt well. Like. I
0: was trying to remember who was the number one overall team for the NCAA tournament. I can't remember if it was Alabama or Purdue or who, whoever it was, but. Alabama wants – I mean, and they got – they like K-State, they have two scholarships to fill as well, this Alabama. So they're trying to do what K-State's trying to do and fill their two spots with a couple of West Virginia guys. But, of course, uh, we'll be uh, watching everything for you to try to keep up with the recruitment. Plus, again, at 7.30, uh, Caden Massey from Linden, Kansas, number three player in the state of Kansas, will be making his decision tonight. He's a three-star, 6'8", 255-pound offensive lineman. From here in the state of Kansas, he makes his decision tonight at 7.30. Coming up next, the NCAA making changes when it comes to sports gambling rules and punishments. Those details coming up next. It is the game on K-Man. Mitch, Troy, and Trey. 537-1350, the number to call. Again, uh, Caden Massey, three-star offensive lineman from Linden, Kansas, is making his announcement tonight on where he's committing for the class of 2024. k eight is in the top four and seems to be a heavy favorite for tonight's decision. Meanwhile, fingers are also crossed. Joe Toussaint and Mohamed Wagee. Make it to Manhattan with no travel issues so they can make their official visit with Coach Tang and company of men's basketball. Coach Tang is trying to fill those last two scholarships with a couple of nears and talk about 13 guys that will make a very interesting battle for minutes in the 2023-24 season. But now we jump to the NCAA and a very interesting decision has been made on what to do With athletes that get caught gambling. Because for years, if you got caught gambling on sports as an NCAA Division I athlete, it was a harsh penalty. Mm -hmm. Because typically, what would happen is you would lose a full season of eligibility if you got caught gambling, a severe punishment. But that's the way the NCAA thought about it at the time because it wasn't legal for obviously wasn't legal until just recently. And now over 30 states now have legal sports gambling. So this week, the NCAA Division One Legislative Committee endorsed new criteria for how they would go about with penalizing sports betting rules violators in the future. Now, of course, you're still not allowed to do it. But there's different now levels on how they're going to um, punish those athletes for for betting on sports. So the new guidelines are: so if you're betting on your own games Oof. or other sports at your school, engaging in activities to influence the outcomes of your own games, or knowingly providing information to individuals involved in sports betting activities that could maybe sway them to go in one direction or the other. Point shaving. Yeah, you're definitely still up for potentially a year loss in eligibility. Suspension for a year, that could definitely still happen. But it's also, the way they explained it, is most likely going to be a case-by-case basis on how they would address that issue. There'd be an investigation. Mm -hmm. They would determine what is best for that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, You could, you know, a loss of 50% up to one year possibility with what I just said. Now, for violators, including wagering on professional sports, the value of the wagers is going to be taken into consideration. And I thought this was very interesting. So, you know, let's say... I don't know, give me a, a random collegiate athlete at K-State. Let's pick on somebody. <laughs> Let's do a former. Let's do a former. Never mind. Let's do a former. Let's say Keith and Valentine was still playing at go. K-State. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to bet $100 that the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Detroit Lions Thursday night football. Well, if he got caught and it was $100 – they would basically say, you know what, we need you to go to this sports wagering rules and prevention class. We need you to be educated on why you shouldn't do this. So basically, the NCAA is saying if it's $200 or less and you get caught, they're going to like send you to this education program.
2: Which essentially is – It's like a rehab. Well, but it's also sending you to the program that they effectively put you through before you ever started.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. If it's $201 to $500, a loss of 10% of the season of eligibility plus rules and prevention education, 10% of the season. If it's $501 to $800, you could lose 20% of the season eligibility. And if it's greater than $800, a loss of 30% of the season could be lost.
2: I wonder how many times they'd allow you to take the uh, program again. Well, that's the thing. Is, like, is it worth your two dollar bet? But
0: that's the thing. That's about as far as the. <laughs> I, they left me asking more information. Like, sure. I kind of wanted to know more about, like, okay, well, what if you find out that this person didn't lay down just one bet? It's more like twenty seven bets. Or what if it's a parlay? That, no, of course it's just one wager. Yeah, yeah. That one, but it's like, do you add them up? Does the val like are you adding up you know ten wagers and if it's more than two hundred dollars and they got to go to this or they they lose 10%, like, you know, I would imagine it might be an adding up type of thing. But this is significantly less punishment. <laughs> it's basically like, well, okay, so now it's legal in your states. I mean, are we going to punish you more for something that's technically legal in a state more than something that's illegal in your state? Like, is that one way we go about it? The thing is, though, like, the NCAA is still saying, like, yes, you definitely can't do this. We're going to punish you if we catch you. But it's also like I, I I'm sure the NCAA is most worried about just their integrity, and like yes, they have to give a bit of breathing room. Like we know you're gonna do it, but you, you you're yeah. you're still gonna get caught if you do it. Like or you could get caught if you do
2: it, but we know you're going to do it. It again comes down to. How toothless really is the NCAA when it comes to enforcement of anything? They seem to be able to do enforcement on, say, something like this versus enforcement against, you know, schools for such things as having a bag man provide for basketball players.
0: What did we determine when we first start talking about this? Like when Iowa State got popped? Yes. You know, in Iowa, like just if you're going to bet, bet at home.
2: Pretty wasn't, much, yeah. was not that it? Yeah, essentially. Make sure that you're not anywhere that they can trace that you're betting.
0: This is an interesting survey. The NCAA found out, you know, college students, not just athletes. Fifty-eight percent of 18 to 22 year olds have made at least one bet. More than two-thirds of students living on campus are are betters. According to the survey, more than 40 percent have placed a bet on their school
2: teams one of the aspects of this i there's a reason why the ads when you hear them have the lengthy uh if you need gambling help call these numbers ads you know the ta- they're they're mandated disclaimers essentially and there is that concern that college kids say you know someone like Travion actually had some spare money out of his pocket given that he works two jobs. he shrugs. You know, there is that concern that they get hooked and it becomes a serious downward slide. And I get that. We've seen how many in our years of folks who have gotten busted illegally gambling that have fallen into those traps. What was the guy's name? Sleekter? That... uh, Played for the Browns at one point. Got himself into issues back in the early 80s. Comes to mind immediately because he could not get himself off of betting. And, you know, that, that followed him even into the Arena League and other places. But, you know, so I get where the concern lies when you start talking about how much that the students even are getting involved in it. We, we are in an interesting time as it pertains to this development. And I haven't paid enough attention over the years to know how the Brits or Scots or any of them handle it. They've been able to bet for years on it and almost anything. And you don't hear a lot about the gambling addiction aspect of it. Very much over there. And so I haven't done enough research there. But for their, if you're going to be the NCAA, you have to have some sort of buffer in there. And that's tough, given that you're talking kids that are rubbing elbows in classrooms. When it comes to
0: players betting on their own games... I think they should Woof. be punished more if they're only betting like a dollar or five bucks. Why aren't you betting more? <laughs> if you're picking your own team to win, if, you should be all if in. You're,
2: if you're betting on your own games, seriously, I mean, that the tradition is that your season is done. Your program forfeits everything. C C N Y, City College of New York, back in the 50s. Well the worst punishment should
0: definitely be if you're betting on your games and you're betting for your team to lose. Beat Rose. I mean that's a yeah, I mean that's a, <laughs> that's a kick in the crotch <laughs> to your to your boys. Beat Rose. All right, when we come back, we'll get to a number one song of the day after these words. Travion
1: Go ahead. All right. Now I lost my question. Oh god. <laughs> what living He's tired or, people. What living or dead celebrity do you most identify with and why?
0: That is a tough question. There, there's like Whoa. 7 maybe 14 people that come to mind yeah. in different ways like I feel like there's like people out there like I'm somewhat similar as not quite 100%. Nobody's 100% like me. That just, that's, I don't think it's possible. I'm interested in way too many things.
2: Yeah, I have trouble even thinking of anybody that would be in that realm for me. I can't say that I ever.
1: Let me rephrase it. Is there, even when you were younger, was there anybody that you looked up to that you're like, I want to be like this person?
2: Oh yeah, Bob Barker.
1: Bob Barker
0: was the man. (laughs) I th- he still is, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he's not doing, you know, prices Right for the last 15 years. And Drew Carey has been, you know, okay. How old is Bob Barker? He is, 99. I'm going to guess, is he 99? 99.
2: They're moving out My of the Lord. Bob Barker studio what? next fall into a different studio for... I'm going to write a letter. Too late, man. They, they already started moving the stuff. I think I'm a mix of Bob Barker...
0: Dave Grohl, and Jack Black. (laughs) That's who I identify with. Uh, Idols would be Bob Costas. Oh, God. (laughs) Bob Costas, he's talented, but he's also a real turd at the same time. Only because he's
2: highly intelligent.
0: He thinks. No. He's he's... highly intelligent
2: the man he really passes exceptionally well well
0: yeah i i don't disagree with that but he really passes judgment on things he does not understand and he can be real arrogant about it yeah that's called human
2: yeah but we all typically not somebody
0: with his intelligence yeah
2: we all tend to do that usually it's you know it could be typically somebody that's pretty stupid I mean, would you like to talk about the Supreme Court? We could. <laughs> is, that a, is that the – you, you just flashed a sign
0: of me there, Trey? Uh, uh, yes. Okay, how much time? Give me the exact time. We got about 20 seconds. Okay. Well, tomorrow, guys, it's the Game Awards. Second hour, we'll go over the awards. You can still vote on Twitter, at Fort, at TheGameKman, at 1350 KMan. We'll announce all 10 awards, plus give Deuce Vaughn the Hashtag My Boy Lifetime Achievement Award
2: for Trey Troy on Mitch. Go Cats!